Hello, hello, hello. I'm Jan Goldstein. And this is all that matters. How do you define a soulmate? Have you ever locked your love? We'll find out how that all works in just a minute. As all of you gather, as we move through the summer in this part of the world, in the winter in others, questions swirl around us. And one of the most important things is a sense of community. I feel that each and every week when I get to connect with all of you on All That Matters. I hope that you'll continue to write in to go to my website, jangoldstein.com. You can reach out to me there. And uh, to look at some of the books connected to my life, both nonfiction and fiction. I'm in the middle of a doozy right now, and I'm looking forward to getting it out to all of you. But most importantly, to affirm life, even in the midst of chaos, even in the midst of challenges. And that's what we do on All That Matters. You know, back in the day, Huey Lewis and his bandmates, Chris Hayes and Johnny Kala, wrote the following words for a movie, Back to the Future. The power of love is a curious thing. Make one man weep, make another man sing. Change a hawk to a little white dove. More than a feeling, that's the power of love. What's the power of love for you? And how do you express it? Well, this week, my daughter and her husband are in Korea visiting their son, my grandson, and there they got to climb Namsam Mountain in Seoul, Korea. And what did they find there? My daughter texted me. There are like a million padlocks all over here, all these colorful locks and initials written on them and what's that all about and almost immediately i knew what it was about but i had to research it and of course it's the love lock what is a love lock a love lock or love padlock it's a it's a a lock that significant other pairs lock to a bridge or to a fence or to a gate or monument And typically, the sweetheart's names or initials, perhaps a date, are inscribed on the padlock. And the key is thrown away or often to a nearby river or waterway to symbolize unbreakable love. Now, since the 2000s, love locks have proliferated at an increasing number worldwide. They are unfortunately treated and or fortunately treated by municipal authorities in many places as a form of vandalism and because owing to the fact that there's some cost to their removal. However, there are authority, there are authorities in the world who are embracing them 
and they use them as, say, fundraising projects or tourist attractions. I was interested, where did this all come from? And apparently the history of love padlocks dates back about 100 years to uh, a Serbian tale of World War One, a tale of melancholy, really, with an attribution for the bridge Most Ljubavi, or literally the Bridge of Love, and that's in the spa town of Vernjaka Banja. Now, there, a local schoolmistress named Nada fell in love with a Serbian officer named Relja. And after they committed to each other, Relja went to war in Greece, where he fell in love with a local woman from Corfu. As a consequence, Relja and Nada broke off their engagement. And she never recovered from that blow, that hurt to her heart. And after some time... She died due to heartbreak from her sad breakup. As a young woman from Vernyaka Banya heard about this story, they wanted to protect their own loves. They started writing down their names with the names of their loved ones, and they put them on these locks and affixed them to the railings of the bridge where Nada and Relja used to meet. Now in the rest of Europe, love padlocks started appearing Recently, more recently, really in the last 20, 25 years, as a ritual. And now today in San Angelo, Texas, the city has erected a sculpture, Forever Love, inspired by other love locks, such as formerly the bridge in Paris. In Discovery Bay, a small town in Northern California, a lover's bridge was created by newlyweds Carolyn and Anthony George in 2011. The couple was married on 11-11-11, and after seeing the movie Now You See Me, they got the idea to create a location for lovers to be locked in love by putting a love lock on the bridge and throwing the keys into the California Delta water. The love locks of the Pont des Arts in Paris disappeared during the night of May 11, 2010. They had been removed by a student from the nearby Ecole des Beaux-Arts to make a sculpture. And as a result, Lovelocks immediately began appearing on another uh, bridge, the Pont de l'Arcavec, and have since spread to at least 11 Seine bridges, the Canal Saint-Martin, Martin footbridges, and to parks and monuments all over the city. There's even a website called Passion Locks, a tribute to Pont des Arts, where users can send others a virtual Lovelock. Now, over in Germany, in Bamberg, after inviting the public to attach love locks on the Kettenbrook in 2011, officials threatened to remove them during the same year because of rust. But there was public outrage and several town meetings, and the locks remain. In fact, Deutsche Bahn, the bridge's operator, threatened to have the locks removed from the Hohenzollern Bridge in Cologne, but in the end, they backed off due to the public opposition. Love locks are now embraced on the bridge and visitors sent there on the tourist uh, sites online. In fact, in Hamburg, this ritual is also spread among bridges and lighthouses. In Florence, Italy, there are 5,500 love padlocks affixed to the Pont Vecchio, but they were removed by the city council, and according to the council, they posed an aesthetic problem 
in addition to scratching and denting the metal of the bridge. So that's how they dealt with it in Florence. But in Venice, among cities where affixing padlocks to bridges is strictly prohibited, you will not find them there. And yet they persist in many places. In Dublin, padlocks on the Haypenny Bridge over the River Liffey were removed by the Dublin City Council in 2012. And then they began appearing elsewhere in the city. In Scotland, a Mark Your Spot campaign was launched by the Edinburgh City Council on the Fourth Road Bridge. And four sets of panels on the bridge were dedicated to Lovelocks with both locals and tourists buying and affixing them. This was a charity initiative, and they raised uh, £10,000 for the Queen's Ferry, a local lifeboat service. Also in Scotland, lovelocks can be found at the courtship maze at Gretna Green. Couples are welcome to affix padlocks to the bridge there. And to celebrate their meeting in Japan, this couple, Jonathan Montague and Natalie Doust, commissioned artist Claire Grotefeld to design and create a giant bonsai lovelock tree for their wedding on the 4th of October 2014. The tree is located at Bolio Palace House, UK, where couples are invited to help the tree flourish by adding their own lovelocks. So imagine all of that. And over in Finland in 2012, two artists removed hundreds of lovelocks from a bridge and they melted them into a work of art a 150-kilogram cube called One Love. Wow. All of this. In Uruguay, in Montevideo, a plaque is affixed. A plaque is affixed to the front of the fountain that provides an explanation in both English and Spanish. And it says, The legend of this young fountain tells us that if a lock with the initials of two people in love is placed in it, they will return together to the fountain and their love will be forever locked. So what does this teach us? Well, first of all, do you have to be a couple to put a love lock? No. Friends have been known to express their love for one another and their connection by locking their love. An individual could go and say, place a lock there and really talk about the foundation of loving oneself. And that that is a lifelong commitment. And I suppose that's where I am with all of this today. That however one expresses their love, whether it's physically in the love lock or in the many ways in which we weave our love around ourselves and around others, we nourish that love not only by locking it, by continuing to work on it by nourishing it, by nurturing it. How do you nurture love for yourself, for your family, for friends? Perhaps you haven't met that person yet who you would call, as my daughter called her husband this week, after climbing that mountain in Seoul. I guess that makes us soulmates. Well, yes, But what kind of soul in your soulmate? Have you not found them? Are you still in search? Have you found them? Do you nurture it? Either the hope, the belief. Do you direct that love to yourself? And do you direct that love to 
those who really need to hear it, how might you send out your own sort of soulful love lock this week? How might you spiritually connect it to some place? Maybe it's not just physically as fixing some kind of padlock somewhere. Maybe it's the opposite. Maybe it's about opening the locks that are inside of ourselves, giving ourselves the opportunity to be free, to love more fully, more wholly, and with all of our hearts. Just as many lovers around the world have affixed their padlocks in a in a hope, really, that love will never be broken. We find that it is a daily opportunity for us. How do we nourish the love within ourselves, for ourselves, and thereby having the love inside of ourselves to nurture others? Think about that this week. Maybe find one way which you open a lock inside of yourself, give yourself permission to love even more fully and more completely. Until next week, I'm Jan Goldstein, and this, hey, this is all that matters. <laughs>